Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by Peter Josh. Uh, he he's not here today. He's he's not dedicated like us, right, Peter? Is that I think that's where we're going with. He he doesn't have the dedication, and uh, it's really disappointing. But hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, I mean, what do you have to say about this? It's just it's unacceptable, if you ask me. Uh, I mean, a completely unbelievable. Just I mean, there's so much news going on right now. Pre-season. It's obviously the biggest time of the year. I mean, like surely it's like less i mean i'd rather him be here than if we made it to a non-existent champions league final which obviously we can't do this year but i mean this day is more important than that day honestly so you know, i'm a bit disappointed but um i mean this I, is the premier league summer series win episode and he's not here but he's not here like what is like what does he think this he's is? not here this is the first step towards posh's treble in his first season maybe even a quadruple i mean we could win the prem and the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup. And of course, PL Summer Series has to be included in that too, the prestigious trophy that it is. So, I mean, yeah. very, very disappointed in him. But, you know, we have to move. We move. Yeah. And they're they're so they're so against this potch, you know, quadruple, quintuple, even if they counted this game, right? This this game was supposed to go to penalties again uh today when we're recording this against Dortmund. And then they just canceled the penalties. Obviously, we're gonna win the penalties because, you know, we're gonna bring uh, you know, all our firepower in, uh, who, who are going to make every single one, right? Keppo's going to save about 20 penalties. Uh, and you know, he's the, he's the pen master Keppa is. Uh, so did Keppa come off at the end? I'm like trying to remember now. I'm st- I'm forgetting. No, Keppa was on the whole game. Yeah. yeah. Keppa was on. And so, as we know, his only, Keppa... <laughs> one of his only good qualities is saving pens. So, I mean, he, you keep. We can't even look good for if we're trying to sell them. It's unbelievable. It's devastating. Unbelievable. So, you know, the agenda against Chelsea is still here, but uh, it is what it is. Um, let's, I guess, get into uh, the two matches that we are, I guess, we've missed over the past week since our last episode. So that's Chelsea Fulham to bring home the Summer Series trophy uh, and then the Chelsea Dortmund friendly, which took place today uh, or tonight, Wednesday, we're recording just about 45 minutes or so after the full-time whistle, uh, and we'll, this episode will be out uh, the following morning, uh, Thursday, August 3rd, I believe that is. There we go. Um, so first, let's start with the Chelsea-Fulham game. Uh, this one, uh, Chelsea needed a win to win the Summer Series. I believe if Fulham won, they also would have won the Summer Series. I don't exactly remember all the scenarios. I'm going to be completely honest with you wasn't really that serious about here we go i'm looking at the standings now yes if fulham would have won they would have won the summer series so basically was winner wins the summer series if it's a draw um then uh, i believe 
who would have won? Aston Villa would have won. So there you go. There are the scenarios for you. Uh, Chelsea end up with the 2-0 win uh, with the Thiago Silva header and Nkunku tap-in. Uh, I thought it was a pretty solid performance. Overall, second half was pretty boring after the first half uh, where all the well, where the two goals were uh, and most of the action was. But uh, I think a pretty, um, I guess, competent performance against Fulham is the way to put it. Uh, a solid performance. Not You weren't nervous at any point, uh, I think, throughout the game. And uh, overall, uh, nice to see quite a few guys shine again. Uh, we saw more Santos. We saw uh, Trucomeca had a great play. Uh, you know, leading up to that Nkunku tap-in. Uh, Sterling was terrible as usual. Um, <laughs> first out, didn't have a great game. He did score the goal in the uh, Dortmund game tonight, though, so that's something to mention. But, I mean, Peter, I'll send it over to you. Do you, uh, do you have any? I know this is a while ago now, right? This was, what, this past Sunday. We're Wednesday now. Did you have any thoughts from that game in particular? If not, we can literally just move on to the next game because we've got a lot of transfer news to cover. Uh, I mean, you kind of said all the players I was going to say, because if you've listened to this podcast a lot, you know I'm a big fan of, of praising the young uh, the young men, I'll say, because it sounds questionable if I say the young lads or the young boys. So, I mean, Andre Santos, like you said, he had another good game. He, he didn't start the Dortmund game, which makes me think Gallagher is probably Poch's preferred option in the pivot. And I mean, kind of a transitioning between both games now at this point but I mean Gallagher actually played pretty decent in the pivot and he has been pretty solid there all uh, all preseason which I think I'm quite surprised by honestly I thought he'd be kind of a he, he's playing out of position obviously it's not his preferred position I thought he'd kind of he'd stick out as a player that obviously we'd probably have to move around or at least or sell even because he doesn't really fit but I mean I think Gallagher's played very well uh, but like I said Santos played well and then Chukumaka again uh, he played well in both games, uh, both the Fulham game and both the Dortmund and the Dortmund game too. He looks very, very, very talented. He, I'm very, very excited to see him more. Hopefully, get game time when he's freed from the shackles of, of Potter and Lampard. I'm begging, please. He, he's every. I don't think he's had one bad game where he's really see, seemed like he's out of his comfort zone or he's playing with players that are just out of, not in the same class as him. I think he's looked very. I think he's just looked very good, and he definitely has a lot, a lot of promise, and I'm excited to see, hopefully, him develop throughout the season. Then I just also want to say, Malo Gusto, just as preseason in a whole, has very much surprised me. I think, obviously, you didn't, I think we all knew that he was a talented player, but I think he surprised me in the level of, of just how good he is. He was supposed to be bad defensively, but I mean, if anything, that's been his strength so far this preseason. He's looked very, very good there. And as much as I like Reese, who did captain the team today with Thiago Silva on the pitch, which does make me think he may be the captain uh, against Liverpool, I think Malagusto is an admirable backup. And with Reese's injury and issues, it's very important that we have someone there. Uh, and I guess that's basically my thoughts for both games. I kind of went uh, between both of them. One more thing, like you said, Sterling was bad in the Fulham game. He was also bad in the Dortmund game, and I really don't know what to do with him because he is one of the only experienced players in the squad, so we do kind of need him, but he's also playing like he's one of the worst players in the squad. So I pose to you the question, Alex, what do you think we should do with him? Um, I don't know. I'm, you, I'm actually stumped, just like you, just like... Well, actually, I'm not going to say just like a lot of Chelsea fans because most Chelsea fans just want to send him to Saudi, but um, I would say it's probably important to keep him around you can't judge everything off of five preseason games, but 
I mean, it also depends what is Poch seeing in training in terms of his effort, his, uh, you know, level of intensity. I think that's going to be something that's important too for that process. But there hasn't been any indications that Chelsea are probably looking to sell him. And, you know, we don't have a surplus of wingers yet alone, yet, yet, a, yet, a, what am I to say? yet any experienced uh, wingers. Uh, you know, you got what? Uh, you got Mudrik, who's obviously not very experienced. Uh, you've got uh, Angelo uh, Mare- uh, Marrera, who came, who's very young. I think he's going out alone, though, I believe. So you don't have a ton of pure wingers besides Sterling, Mudrik, um, and Angelo, which is, I think, why. Matweke. 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 He's injured. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm... I know. I don't blame you because he hasn't played in any preseason. Yeah. Game, so I, um, I honestly forgot about him, too, but he's there, yeah. too. And then, you know, probably part of the reason why there's been rumors now that Angelo might actually stick around with the first team this season instead of going out on loan, the winger position is just not a spot where you have a lot of depth. And Sterling does, you know, in terms of that pressing, you know, style that Poch probably will want throughout the season, uh, I think Sterling fits the mold of a player that Pochettino would like a lot. So I don't see him going anywhere, but I don't think he should be starting over the likes of Mudrik or... Um, you know, even Angelo or, or Madueke for that matter. So uh, that's definitely something that's going to be interesting to watch for the next few weeks uh, before the summer window closes. And maybe if he is performing bad enough uh, to start the season, maybe he is shipped out, uh, not necessarily to Saudi, but uh, somewhere else. So that is something to keep uh, keep in mind going forward. You're right. So it's an interesting situation. Um, the Dortmund game, you kind of mentioned it uh, in bits and pieces, as did I. Uh, it was one all. Uh, two late goals, 80th minute, uh, a Wolf goal for Dortmund and a Bursto, uh 89th minute equalizer for Chelsea. Um, not really much to the game itself, except for the major injury uh, or the major name injury, hopefully not a major injury to Nkunku. Uh, he went down early in the game um, with an apparent knee injury. We we're all kind of gasping. He did. Uh, make his way off for Mudrik. We saw him back on the bench in the first half. Then in the second half, we didn't see him on the bench. And then uh, we saw him post-game walking around with a little bit of a limp. Hopefully, he's okay. We don't have any updates right now. I'm just like refreshing Twitter literally right now to make sure uh, that we don't have anything else that I missed um, on 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 Nkunku, uh, excuse me. So yeah, we don't see anything else besides you know the ice pack on the knee. Uh, Peter, you got anything about that? I don't see anything. Oh, well, I was just going to say, as someone who has torn their ACL playing soccer and okay. also had an ice pack put on their knee and walked with a limp, you obviously, you can't assume that everything is fine now. It looks like it was more of a contact injury on earlier in the game. Well, I mean, he got subbed off early in the game, so obviously it's early in the game. But we kind of got into contact. Uh, we could have gotten a penalty there. But I think that was probably where it happened. It was just a bit of a clash of knees, and it's hopefully just a bruise. But I will say, all these things that we're seeing right now does not guarantee that he has didn't have a major injury. But it does. It is looking good. It is looking. So I hate to be, you know, a, a downer, but I just wanted to say that because if it comes out that there is something bad, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's fine," everyone's gonna be severely, severely disappointed. But I would say. I we're probably I'm optimistic as what I'll say. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic too. I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. There you go. Uh hopefully everything works out there because Nkunku has been great so far in preseason. You see the spark that he 
provides. He was playing on the left today. Um, you see him in that 10 spot that he's been excelling at as well in preseason. Like he can play all over the pitch uh, at a high level, unlike Kai Havertz, who can play all over the pitch at a low level. So just wanted to clear that up for all the Arsenal fans out there. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the game recaps. Uh, you know, obviously it's preseason. We're not going to go super in-depth on everything, uh, especially since I know a majority of people who are in the UK uh, or, you know, across the Atlantic, we're not watching a game that started at 30 uh, EST. So uh, we're just running through those quickly, but certainly a couple of uh, fun games where we got to see some players who probably won't get a ton of game time going forward, but a nice last chance for Poch to kind of make up his mind about some players. All right, moving on, uh, we've got a contract extension. Levi Colwell uh, is extended till 2029. Uh, it's rumored to be around or a little bit over 100k a week. Peter, thoughts on this extension? Thoughts on Colwell sticking around? Obviously, we haven't even really seen him play any serious football in a Chelsea shirt yet, uh, and he already got a uh, multi-million um, pound extension till 2029. So, uh, quite a big, you know, deal for uh, Levi, and hopefully everything goes well going forward. Uh, any thoughts on this? Well, you said it. Hopefully everything goes well. And if things go well, he should, hopefully, turn out to be one of the best center backs in the world. I mean, literally, you can you know when a player is talented, when there's fans from two separate clubs that are so obsessed with bringing him to the club. Both Brighton fans and Liverpool fans constantly were stalking his every move, looking at his Instagram lives to see any hints of him going to either club. But no, he stays at Chelsea. And I'm very, very happy about this. He looks very, very talented, especially with uh, Barashi not really being ready for pre uh, for the season. Probably not being ready for the season, I would say at this point. Colwell is definitely going to have a big start to the campaign, and I think he'll have a big campaign as a whole because you, even in this preseason, you've been able to see glimpses of his potential. And I mean, like you said, it's not even serious games yet. He's not. A, I, I I doubt he's probably up to his best. He's definitely not up to his best for the future. But I'm very excited to be able to uh, keep such a talented player and I will say just transitioning from one center back to another we have signed Axel Diasi from a uh from Monaco to join Badiashi who I talked about they played together at Monaco and now we're bringing them both uh both to play at the back together again uh I mean you can never have enough center back depth especially with Fofana injured so I don't know why I just saw a couple people complaining about the signings but this same thing happened when we signed Badassi from Monaco from a not a large, large deal, obviously. I think it was, what, like 40 million pounds, sizable deal. But, I mean, same thing with Badassi. He's from Monaco. He's not the glamorous person in the world that came out of nowhere, too. Ornstein just dropped the bomba on us randomly. And now we have another solid depth option, especially with Thiago Silva probably not going to be able to play as much as he has been. I think it's a good, he's an important player that is going to bring a lot of talent and give us some depth. All right. So just for me to confirm real quick, you're saying his name is Diasi, not the S and the, the first S is silent. Yes. No, wait, maybe. wait, I think it is, but I could be completely wrong. I don't know if I've wow, actually heard someone say it. Because you said it so confidently. I'm like, hold on a sec. I swear I heard someone say it before, but I could be, I could be wrong. This guy knows something that we don't know. Wait, I don't know. Okay, wait, now... Wait. Now you got to okay. figure this out. Well, okay, you, 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 yeah, you talk your thoughts about it, and I'm gonna do some research on how you say his name. <laughs> okay, um, so it's a five-year deal, forty-five million euro uh, to Monaco 
option until 2029, so it could be a six-year deal. Uh, he had his medical um, already, I believe, what would it would have been this week. I think he had it on Monday or Tuesday. I forget which day now. Um, you know, Sorry, not that that's like crucial information. There was interest in him from United and also Newcastle, but Chelsea quickly racked up the deal. Uh, and like you said, it was an Orenstein bomb. And, uh, you know, he looks to be a solid player from what I've seen. Uh, you know, not one of those guys uh, who's going to be uh, one of those pace merchant center backs. But, um, you know, similar to, I hate how you say, I always say Badia Shield, but, you know, you say Badia She, I don't know, because you're, you're French, whatever, hap whatever happens there. I'm going to go Badia Shield. He's similar. I feel like he's like, he's very much a right footed Badia Shield. Feels very similar in terms of the way they play, the way they, um, you know, see the field, the way they uh, kind of defend. I just see so many similarities. It's almost like a reflection on the other side. Uh, so I think they could definitely be a fun pairing going forward, along with Colwell uh, and then Thiago Silva. Like you said, Peter, you got really, really good depth there. So um, I'm I'm excited to see what happens uh, with him. Obviously, he's not going out on loan. You're not paying 45 million euro uh, for a player to go out on loan. So um, I'm excited about this signing. Peter, do you have the name details? Um, before I go on to the next player, who we also signed, who also has an extremely difficult name. Uh, I did fumble. I apologize. I, 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 I saw it is Desassi. Oh, Desassi. Desassi. Right. Um, don't Desassi me. All right. Desassi. Um, Let me do it in my American accent. Please. Okay, Desassi. Sorry. There you go. There you go. And then, that, oh, like you my, said, who, who wants to try to pronounce <laughs> I got wants to try to pronounce this? I'm, you did? I'm, I'm, I'm going to next right that. Now. Okay. Fair? No? Okay. Goal. And then I'll try to top you, but I'll just do worse, actually. All right. We've got Go ahead. Leslie. Um, wait, hold on. Leslie Ogochukwu. There we go. Ogochukwu. Good? Bad? Medium? Okay. Rate it out of 10. See, I don't know, so I can't really rate it. It's a question of whether you say Ugo as like Ugo or the U is separate and you say Ugochukwu. So I've, I feel like we're not good fans for doing this research, especially not good podcasters for doing the research, but... If you want to do more fun, it's more fun to try the name. Okay, true, true. So if you want to do research on how to say his name, I can give I, my thoughts on this signing. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. The reverse. The reverse. Okay. So obviously we need some CDMs. Uh, Kasaido, we don't really know what's going on there. We're gonna talk about some updates later, but we think we're getting him. But I mean, who knows at this point? Brighton is deciding to play the insanely hardball for no reason. We're giving them a fair price. They're trying to ask for an insane price, especially because Arsenal overpaid for Declan Rice, which caused them to think the market's insane when it's really not. And considering that we really needed to bring someone in, will he stay at the club? I think that's probably less of a chance. I'm pretty sure uh, Pochettino confirmed that he was going to go out on loan and we're planning to send him out on loan. But if we don't get Casado in the end, I think he might end up staying. And I think he is talented. I think he's the definition of a pure, pure six where it's the headers one, tackles one, interceptions, all the defensive qualities you need, which I think is actually an extremely, extremely good profile to have, especially next to um, a CDM like Enzo, who's more attacking and which we haven't been able to really see, for, see from him yet because he has been forced to stay further back because we don't have someone like, I don't know if you're done, but if Alex, if you've done the research, can I've you say got it? Okay. Yeah, it is we don't have exactly. a player like it. It is so it's Ogachukwu. Ogachukwu. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Ogachukwu. Oh, we don't have a player like Ogachukwu. Now I'm doubt. Okay. 
You just I'll, okay. I'll, I'll keep no, talking. I'll get you. I'll, there, yeah. That I'll how you, you said it. I'll get you. you go. Okay. Yeah, that, that's we great. don't have a player like him where he's very defensive minded <laughs> and he's able to let Enzo go forward. And so I think that's a very good signing. Supposedly, I can't say that I've watched him. I feel like nobody really can claim they have. It's kind of another signing that's a bit out of nowhere, I'd say. But I trust the scouting department. They've done very well so far. And I think it's going to be a good signing. He has a good profile that we need in the team. Whether he stays or goes, goes to Strasbourg for a year. I think whether he stays at the club this year, comes the next year, two years, whatever, he's going to be a very good player for us and is going to be especially considering the fact that we don't really have someone pretty much close at all to his profile at a, in the club right now. Yeah, it's a 27 uh, million euro deal contract uh, until 2030. So a seven year deal um, with a option for a further season. So it could potentially be an eight year deal. Todd Bowley loves those long term contracts. Uh, Pochettino said uh, on Leslie, I'm going to go with that. There you go. Uh, he's a talented guy. We need to assess him. We will assess him for the transfer window to see if he will be with us because he is so young. He has the possibility to be on loan or stay with us. Um, so that is the quote there. Um, it sounds likely, I think right now, Peter, I'm not sure if you agree with me, but I'd say right now it's like 80-20 that he ends up going on loan. I think that's about right. Um, what do you what do you think? Is that, is that about right? I, I think it's a good chance, 80, 80% to 20%. What do you think? Well, this is a good transition because I think the chance he goes on loan is much, much higher if we end up signing like we're rumored to have been thinking of a bid for, for Tyler Adams, who is another CDM, plays for Leeds, an American, as an American. I'm sure we love this because after, obviously, Pulisic is gone, so we need another American to fill the quota. I think he has a £20 million release clause, or, yeah, release clause because uh, Leeds got relegated. I think for that price, he's a very good player. He has a very sketchy injury history, but I think we're kind of, we're signing him as a backup. He's not planned to be our starter. But I think he's very talented, and he would provide great depth and be a great backup. I'm really for this signing. I'm really, really up for this, especially if we can somehow get him to not get injured every single game. But I don't really trust our medical staff all that much, especially considering some injury problems we've had. But I do think it's a good signing regardless. I think it's worth a £20 million investment because uh, I think he's a very, very talented player, and we're not going to be able to really find a CDM of his quality uh, I, that it's that good of a as a backup for that price anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. I'm a little bit biased. Tyler Adams, my favorite American player. Um, you know, I'm not sure if everyone knows, but uh, you know, Tyler Adams started uh, with the Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls, who are you know stadiums literally like 15, 20 minutes uh, from both of our uh, both from where we live. So uh, I'm sure we both watched him a lot. I actually met him um, when he was like in the academy when he was still 16. Uh, and then he broke into the first team for the New York Red Bulls, um, I also believe, uh, at 16. So uh, a really cool guy. When I was um, playing uh, travel soccer, as we call it here in the U.S., um, you know, we went to Red Bull Arena for a game and like they would introduce you to um, you know, let you meet players or whatever. And one of the players, one of the two players was Tyler Adams, who's a really cool guy. And uh, and then from there, obviously, like I had my eye on him and uh, he just kept growing and growing and then obviously got is moved to Europe uh, and then, you know, made it to the Premier League and, uh, you know, crazy. And now the fact that he could possibly go to Chelsea, um, you know, really exciting. So if he could come to Chelsea, uh, that would definitely be a kit I would buy. So, uh, you know, hope that happens. 20 million uh, euro 
take a good 80, 80 euro off that price tag because I'm already buying a kit. So there you go, Todd. Think about that. Um, yeah, that that's all I'll say for Tyler Adams. A really, really smart player. Um, perfect for what we're looking for, whether it's depth or whether it is a guy who can come in and, uh, you know, start alongside uh, Enzo. I mean, when you're playing next to Enzo, uh, you're just going to automatically look better anyway. So a uh, major upgrade going from Leeds. Um, and I doubt he's going to want to play in the championship anyway. So I think it's a win-win-win-win-win uh, for all intensive purposes. Uh, and then the next rumor we have now is Robert Sanchez um, from Brighton, the goalkeeper. He was benched for Brighton last season after um, there was some sort of situation uh, with him and Brighton's uh, coach. What's his name? Desarby, I believe it is. Zadarby. It is Desarby. Desarby. It's Desarby. It's not Desarby. It's Desarby. Sorry. Desarby. Desarby for all the American accent people. Um, yeah. So interesting situation there. Not the never was like the biggest fan of him watching Brighton games. I never thought he was like a a great keeper. I thought he was like okay. He was like fine. But then again, I do still think he's probably better than Keppa. Um, Chelsea have sent in a formal bid to Brighton. But then again, you are now dealing with Brighton again. Brighton are the worst. I hate Brighton. I used to like Brighton before we started negotiating for their players, and then they scammed us for Kukurea. Um, and it's just gone downhill from here. But um, if it's possible that Sanchez deal um, can make the Caicedo deal go a little bit easier, maybe $100 million for both together, that would be great. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a strong opinion on this. Would I rather bring someone else in? Um, probably. But then again, I don't really have any names in mind that are realistic. Probably why Chelsea are... Um, you know, moving towards someone like Robert Sanchez, because the, I don't think there are that many options for what they're looking for. A Premier League proven goalkeeper who's still, um, you know, somewhat in their prime, who can compete with Kepa, who's not going to be upset with probably being in a goalkeeping competition. It's a tough spot to fill. And I think Robert Sanchez does fill that, uh, you know, void that Chelsea are looking for when not many other keepers would for the exact situation that they would be coming into. Uh, you seem to be on the more favorable side of that. I personally don't really like this move, honestly. I don't think he's an upgrade on Kepa as much as I dislike Kepa and think he should not be our starter at all. I do think that this is kind of a pointless deal. I mean, unless it does help us get Casado, and in that case, I mean, I'm all for it. But the player himself, I think he will provide competition to Kepa, but will it be good competition? Debatable. The only thing I'm kind of coping because I think we will probably do that deal. But again, it's like you said, we have to negotiate with Brighton again. So as, and as we know, are they going to sell us any of their players? Probably not because they're going to charge 30 million pounds extra for no reason. But I do think that before, after when he got benched at Brighton, he started playing worse only after our current goalkeepers coach that we signed from them. I completely forget his name because I don't really know the name of our goalkeepers coach offhand. But he was the goalkeeper coach at Brighton with Robert Sanchez, and Robert Sanchez did play much, much better under him. So maybe that means if he come back, uh, came back to work under that old ben goalkeeper Roberts. coach. There you go. Ben Roberts. Thank you. Ben Roberts. Yeah. If he came back to work under Ben Roberts at Chelsea, he would get back to that form where he was playing very well, and I think he would probably at least be at the same level of Kepa, if not better. That's kind of what I'm coping with, but... I don't know. I'm really not a fan, but we'll we'll see. I, I'll, I'll trust in Todd. I'll trust in Winston Lee. I'll just trust in the process. Trust the process. 
All right, and then our second to, or I guess our last rumor, and then we have a Kaiseido update. I feel like that's going to be a segment for the next like month, um, the Kaiseido update segment. But uh, we have a possible swap deal. We know uh, Todd Bowley has been wanting to do a swap deal ever since he's gotten here um, because he thinks baseball, he thinks American sports swap deals, they happen all the time. Um, and that's really what trades are. Uh, so he wants to do a trade um here and i know that sounds goofy uh because it doesn't happen often but it is what it is and for us we would be getting rid of romelu lukaku uh and we'd be bringing in lahovich uh from juventus not a big fan of this move because the details are that juventus wants lukaku plus 40 million euro uh for lahovich obviously i think lukaku as much as we hate him He's worth about 35 to 40 million, right? So you're talking about an 80 million euro package for uh, Vlahovic, which isn't terrible considering we saw, what was it, maybe a year back or so. I remember in one of the January transfer windows, he was a hot name uh, where Arsenal were looking at him and United were looking at him in the almost up to 100 million euro range. So maybe not the worst price, but he definitely, ever since his move to Juventus, I think he, you know, he's been decent, but. From what I've seen, from what I've watched in the few Juventus games I've watched, he's never really impressed. And I'm not sure he's he's really the competition that we need to bring in um, up front for as an attacker next to Nicholas or with Nicholas Jackson and uh, Armando Broja, unless Broja maybe goes on loan. But you know, you've got so many players in that area, similar types of players. I'm just not a big fan of it. The only thing I'm a fan of is getting rid of Lukaku. And that's the main attraction of this deal for me. And I mean, that's the main attraction of the deal for Chelsea too. There's been reports that the only reason we're really entertaining it is just because we'd get a Lukaku off our hands. I agree that I'm not the biggest fan of Lahovic, but I do think if he does come in, I think it's unfair to judge him playing under Allegri at Juventus because if you take a look at the players he's playing with, if you terrorism ball, <laughs> exactly. If you take a look at the football they are playing, you will not blame him for underperforming. It is horrible so once again i think similar to robert sanchez this is a bit of cope that if this does happen we will be able to get some better out of uh get the best out of him and i do think he would create a good striker competition between jackson and him Rojo, obviously like you said alex would probably end up being the odd man out i think jackson is soon enough to be the starter so i don't think we really need to bring him in but we're getting a little of a lukaku and it seems like he probably isn't going to end up at Saudi, so this really might be our only chance. So, I mean, it's really a question of whether you think it's worth it to... We're basically paying 25, 30 million to get rid of Lukaku and getting a potentially very talented player in return. I think that's a good deal in theory, but I don't know how well it will actually work if we end up doing that deal. But I'm not the one making the decision, so luckily I don't have to make that tough call. That goes on, like I said before, the entire system in place. And ultimately, I do think the final decision will be on Poch and whether he thinks he can get the best out of Lehovich in his system. I think he probably would, but he also might not. And so I don't know if it's worth it to do that deal when I do think Lehovich is being undervalued, especially considering the form he's in playing in that terrorism ball but then again you can't judge someone's value off of what you expect them to be really that's a bit of a bad statement but what you expect them to be playing in a different system so i'm 50 50 on this deal honestly i'll work with it either way if it does happen i'll be happy if it doesn't happen i'll also be happy 
There we go. That, that I feel like that's a good way to say it. I'll be happy either way. There you go. Um, and then to wrap things up for today's episode, we got the Caicedo update. And the update is there's really no update um, because nothing has changed. Nothing has happened. Chelsea's 98th bid has been rejected. Um, Brighton won 100 million. Chelsea are only willing to get up to around 80 million. It seems like, you know, in a normal negotiation, they'd meet somewhere in the middle, but Brighton don't seem to follow the normal negotiation pattern. So I have no idea what's going to happen uh, with Caicedo. I don't think anyone does. Todd Bowley, uh, when he was talking to someone today, said that they're working on it, but it's a tough deal. Uh, whatever that means. Like, yeah, we know it's a tough deal because they've been working on it for a month. So what, like what's going on? But yeah, a very frustrating situation at this point. It's like, oh my God, like I don't even want him anymore. Uh, of course, that's just me being frustrated. Of course, I do want him because the Caicedo Enzo pairing would be delicious in the midfield. So, you know, it's very frustrating, but uh, yeah, nothing, nothing is happening. <laughs> um, so the update section is really not really an update. There you go. Peter, you got anything to say on this? I'm tired of this saga because it's not even a saga because literally we're at the same point we were like two months ago or whatever when we started negotiating this deal. I just want it to be done at this point. Either way, I want us to either just say, okay, you know what? We're not paying this. We're walking away or just cave in. Obviously, caving in creates a dangerous precedent for the future. But honestly, I don't really care. I just want the player. He's talented. He'll, very, he'll improve our side by a lot. I just need something to happen. Uh, I, I'm just tired of it. I want to move on to other things. I love the player, but I don't even know. I, I don't know if he's worth the price they're asking, so I think it might be right to walk away. But once again, I don't make the decisions, and I'm glad because this is very, very much a tough decision, uh, much like it is a tough deal, Todd. I agree, and this clearly, like you said, Alex, a tough deal because literally nothing has happened. I would appreciate if you guys were tougher negotiators and maybe then something would happen. But anyway... We move. We'll we'll be back in a week to talk about more Casado updates where nothing happens. Woo! Let's go. Chelsea have upped their bid to eighty-five million. Brighton still want a hundred, so that's going to be the update there. Um, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. Like I said earlier, hopefully Josh will join us next week um, when we preview the first game of the season uh, against Liverpool. Should be exciting. Uh, hopefully, we get some positive news regarding Nkunku and his injury. And, uh, you know, Caicedo deal, you know, so one, uh, one of the deals that we discussed that have not been confirmed yet um, goes through, maybe more. And, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, sorry to interrupt the last minute buzzer beater. Pochettino updates on Nkunku's injury. I just saw this. Uh, oh, uh, it was knee discomfort. Okay. I'm reading the article as this happens, so I'm sorry, but... Uh, the doctors are checking him, and I hope it, he says this. The doctors are checking him, and I hope it is not a big issue. He fell on the action, which is maybe a penalty, and he feels something in the knee, but we hope it is nothing big. Okay. We will take a few days to assess him. Okay, we literally, he literally just said we don't know anything yet. That is so underwhelming, and I completely interrupted the outro just to say that we know nothing. We'll see more in the coming days. So which means next week, we can either see if my prediction, well, not a prediction, my commentary on knee injuries was correct or not. Well, this is a interesting end to the episode because i was gonna say this is devastating but like it's not devastating because nothing happened or i was gonna say it's exciting because you know something happened that's good like he's fine but neither are true so we have no idea anyway um thank you everyone for listening once again make sure to follow us at talking blues pod on twitter and we will see you next time uh for another talking blues episode peace